This is your community podcast with conversations about real estate, local happenings, and all things Winchester, Virginia. I'm Mark Francis, a local realtor, broker, and owner at Icon Real Estate. I'm always excited to share everything I love about Winchester, Virginia with you. And I always want you to be an informed, savvy real estate consumer in today's ever-changing market. If you want local knowledge, you have come to the right place. Here we are with the second episode of the year 2024. Exciting to be with you once again. Thank you to just all of the listening audience. Um, it's funny how I feel like almost every week I get continual feedback from somebody that says, hey, I listened to you on my way to work or driving down the road or jogging or um, at the gym, you know, put those um, AirPods in and plug in a podcast. And I'm glad to be able to entertain you from that standpoint. As much as I am happy to entertain you and give you educational information about things that have to do with real estate and Winchester, Virginia. That's what we're all about. So today's episode, I'm really excited because um, I was able to meet this person at the gym, just speaking of that. Um, and and I, uh, we were connecting and I knew that she was newer to town um, and she spotted me because she recognized me from church. It just so happens how things just kind of, it, it is a small town from that standpoint. And um, she was excited to share with me about what she does for a living. I was like, okay, it's always, you never know what you're going to talk about at the gym. Could be work, could be family, could be just, okay, let's just get through this exercise so we can get home. <laughs> but um, so um, her name's Megan McLaughlin, and um, she was sharing with me how she helps people who have bad credit. And I find this interesting. So I do typically chat with my lenders all the time, um, and they and they give me, um, you know, information about the clients that I have who are shopping for houses. And when it comes down to it, sometimes people's credit scores aren't up to par. They are not capable of getting um, an entry level home loan. Um, whether it be a USDA loan or an FHA loan or even a conventional loan because of their credit. There's just certain requirements that you need. And if you've never been exposed to a credit score, it's just painful. I mean, it, it has all kinds of numbers, all kinds of facts and figures and things that look scary. It goes on for pages and pages and pages that will eventually spit out a number that these credit unions uh, are, are telling the lenders are you a, do you have good risk or do you have bad risk? So having said all that, there's just some of my clients who are desperately looking to buy a house, but they don't have just the number that's needed on a credit report. They have a job, they have income, all the things line up, but they've got to raise their credit score. Well, this is the episode for you. If you are in that boat, or if you're just thinking, man, I have no clue about this. I don't even know what my credit report looks like. And if you pull it up, and you need some help interpreting, this is another episode just for you. So I'm excited to chat with Megan because she launched her company here in town since moving um, from the Richmond area, which you're about ready to hear, and learn about her company, Hope Restored Credit Repair. Um, it's a fun conversation. So here's my chat with Megan McLaughlin. I'm here with Megan McLaughlin 
from Hope Restored Credit Repair. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to have you because you touch on a very specific kind of need of people. Um, and I'm looking forward to have you share how you work with people from that standpoint. But before we get there, I just want to get to know you. So tell us a little bit about yourself and what brought you to Winchester. So I am a mom of four. Okay. Happily. I am happily married to my husband. What are their ages? I have a 12-year-old, 8-year-old, 6-year-old, and 4-year-old. Wow. You are busy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Super busy. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. And uh -huh. I've always been a stay-at-home mom. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. And how long have you been in Winchester? We've been in Winchester for two years. Two years. Where'd you come from? Okay. We came from Richmond area. Richmond, mm -hmm. downtown, or like the close, outskirts, close like to Winchester, Midlothian. So King King William. Okay. So it's like forty minutes from downtown Winchester. It's just the country. From when? From, from um, Richmond. Excuse me. From Richmond. Yep. Yeah. I'm from downtown. I'm tracking you. <laughs> yeah. I'm tracking. From downtown Richmond, we're about forty minutes, and it's just country over King William. It was beautiful. Yeah. And what brought you to Winchester then? My husband's job. What does he do? Military stuff. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So you, therefore, you can't get into it. He's. Like, <laughs> high-tech specialty no, military no, consulting military world you know <laughs> got it <laughs> Desk yep. job yep. you know <laughs> and um where did you go to college did you go to any kind of schooling yeah, actually maybe? i have my lpn okay so i have my um, nursing license nice that i never used never used it <laughs> i never used it we just kept having kids and i was just like i can't leave them yeah Okay. So then I never did. <laughs> so how does that work? If you get your LPN, do you have licensing or things you have to keep up with? Like what if you wanted to actually go do that even right now? I would go back. So yeah. I would, if I ever went to nursing, which I will never do because yeah. I'm very passionate about what I do now, I'd have to go back to school to mm -hmm. learn everything because right. I couldn't imagine 10 years ago of when I went to now. Right. So you have four kids and they're all spaced out over couple Two years, couple year much. period almost yeah. and now you're thinking to yourself i'm moving into town into winchester what am i going to do with myself right I yeah mean pretty much yeah that's actually an accurate <laughs> statement i was we moved here and i was like, okay we're going to be here for a long time we bought our beautiful dream home beautiful location and i was like okay what's megan outside of mom world yeah you know what is what is she going to do uh-huh and then i jumped into this with my brother-in-law owns his own credit repair company and I was like, I can do this. Yeah. He's like, yeah, you totally can. So is that how you got the, the wheels turning by talking to your brother-in-law? Yep. I talked to my brother-in-law. I worked into him for a while. And then I jumped into a whole other world of category of credit repair. I jumped hmm. into what's called consumer law. Okay. And then it just kind of took off. <laughs> Interesting. So where does your brother-in-law live? Florida. Okay. Mm -hmm. So if he works in Florida, is it the same concepts for people who need credit help? For somebody who lives in Florida or California or Virginia? Yep. All of it's the same. The only thing that's place that state that's not is Georgia. Okay. Georgia's the only one that I cannot touch in any form or fashion, but all the concepts the same. Got it. And so when you say you are a specialized version of that, I almost need to unpack that just a bit. Give us a snapshot of when you first started working with him. What did you learn? How did you learn it? What are, what's kind of the, what are the, what are the, show me the ropes of what you do to help people who have poor credit? So when I started working with my brother-in-law, um, he basically did the basic functions of credit repair, which is disputing with the three bureaus, okay. sending out letters, as well as disputing with the creditors, which works. Mm -hmm. Listen, it totally works. It's called factual disputing, where you'll say, hey, please delete from credit report. 
And at the end, we'll give like a little bit of a law at the end of it, but it's not specifically a law for every category. Mm-hmm. And it works. But then I started diving in and selling, you know, we're called CROs, getting on these websites. And a lot of people talk about consumer law. And I was like, okay, what is this? Let me dive in. I took a bunch of classes on that. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. And then mm-hmm. I started using it on my end. And I was like, wow, the results are just out of this world of what's happening when I put laws in. Hmm. And so then that's my basic thing when I do in my, I started my company eight months ago mm-hmm. and I basically use laws for everything. Which, so you use laws. How is that different than just sending in a letter or like you said, just going to the credit bureaus? What is that? So what I do is when I pull the client's report, I have a software that will pull it for me and show everything that's derogatory. So let's say a client has a collection account, capital mm-hmm. one, closed account reporting mm-hmm. a balance of $10,000, right? And let's say across the three bureaus that something is different. The dates are different across the three bureaus. The price is different across the three bureaus. Any category is different, which you know in real estate, mortgage world, they're mm-hmm. always different. There's mm-hmm. never reporting the same. I have an inaccuracy law that the three bureaus by law have to report the same information. And if they don't, they get to have to remove it by law. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So that that then gives you a job, right? Yeah. I mean, we're, we're basically, <laughs> yeah. you're going to go and hunt down all mm-hmm. three bureaus and see if things are in line, yep. basically. Three bureaus and the debt collector as well. So I'll hunt down Capital One mm-hmm. saying, putting the law in, saying, yep. by law, you know this is inaccuracy law. You have to remove this or update to never late, whatever I'm telling them to do. And then I'll do the three bureaus as well. So if there is, let's stick with this hypothetical hypothetical situation, Capital One, right? Mm-hmm. That's a credit card. Yes, correct. And so let's just say, so they're delinquent in a, paying a credit card bill, and then that goes over time and it snowballs. Um, what if it gets up to $10,000 or something like that? The client comes to you mm-hmm. and says, I need help with this because my credit is jacked up because of this credit card debt. You then are going to the credit card company, and because of these laws, how do they? How does the credit card company react to you contacting them, um, saying, "Wipe this clean"? Is that am I accurately figuring this out? Mm-hmm. Because I'm trying to process. If I'm if I'm that person's shoes, I want to be able to like not have any delinquencies, right? Yes. I'm trying to make sure that like my credit report is clean, which then raises my score, which then allows me to potentially go buy a house or Mm -hmm. get a loan or do those kinds of things. So how does Capital One react to you calling them? So we never call, we just send letters. So it's Capital One and the three bureaus. And most of the time they send what are called stall letters. Uh But then over time with being persistent, they have to listen to what I say because it's by law. If they do not remove it, my client can actually go in and try and sue them Hmm. for being against the law. And then let's say if I get to around four or five, I follow with the CFPB, which is Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, Mm -hmm. which is huge. So basically I will say, hey, I have taken these steps this is what I have. They're against the law showing what it is. And then Mm -hmm. when I file with them, then it gets removed faster. So removing it doesn't necessarily take away the debt, 
Like, what are you removing? So I'm so on a collection report, when you have a collection or late payment, when it pulls up, it will say Capital One in collection, close payment. It's a derogatory mm -hmm. item. Mm -hmm. So I'm removing the entire account off the credit bureau. Okay. So basically, I'm making it look like they have a beautiful resume. Mm -hmm. There was nothing, there's no derogatory remarks on mm -hmm. there. And with that, most of the time when the debt gets removed, so does the debt gets removed off the credit report. So with that Capital One $10,000, mm -hmm. it's off the credit report. Got it. And then there's two scenarios, is what I tell clients. One scenario is a third party authorization is going to come out and rebuy Capital One, and then they're going to contact you, or no one contacts you, but it will be off the credit report. Hmm. And you mentioned that there's three credit bureaus. Educate us. Who, who are they? Experian, and... TransUnion, and Equifax. Okay. Yeah. And so you can go to either one of those. Um, I do go, I go to all three. You go to all three. Yes, I go to all three. And let's just, for example, say what are your, some of your success stories? Because every each one of those credit bureaus has a specific or certain number a credit score right they'll mm -hmm. give they're not all the same right they're, gonna um, they're close okay. most of the time they're going to equal out at the end of the day they'll mm -hmm. equal out to like you know say 542 545 mm -hmm. 550 they always end up equaling out at the end of the day in the very similar range so yeah. if you remove one say capital one delinquency mm -hmm. What does that typically do for a score? And up their, it, it will up their score. How by how much? So does it can it be anywhere from. Oh, it does. So I have a software that will actually tell me exactly what will up their score. Okay. So that usually between ten to thirty points if hmm. I remove a delinquent collections off of the credit report. So the goal is to remove as many as you can. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I have a software when the client calls me, I do what's called a soft pull, so I don't affect their credit score. Mm -hmm. In the software, it will show exactly how much I'm up their score, 98 points, 105 points, 50 points. It will say whatever, if I remove 25 derogatory items, their score will go up 95 points. So there is no guessing on what I'm going to change for them and how much I'm going to Say that them. again. How many items to how many points? Um, pick a number. I pick mean, a number. Guess. So let's say 30, 40 derogatory items uh -huh. will up their score about 98 points. Wow. Mm -hmm. But derogatory is considered in inquiries as well. So most clients have probably 40 inquiries for me to remove. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, I actually had a client today that had I need 80 you to on look one at, bureau. Look at my credit. I have no idea what my credit <laughs> yeah. reports look like right now. I hope they're good. But if you have all these inquiry, inquiries. Yes. Because Make that's sure. all—that's always kind of like a secret little nugget that people tell you is that you know when you just apply for a credit card or you go to a bank and the lender has to check your credit, that inquiry will stay there for two years plus. And it dings you somehow. It makes some you way. considered a high risk um, client because just because somebody's looking into yes, you. Yes, because you keep applying to all these credit cards or loans and makes mm -hmm. you considered high risk. Yeah. Wow. And so, so. their points systems are goes down almost rigged to make yeah. it go down <laughs> and your point systems are rigged to help make it go up yes right yeah and then on top of the derogatory sorts of the inquiries i can go through on the report see what's been late if it's mortgage payment car mm -hmm. payment credit card payment and i have a couple laws i use for late payments to update them to being never late i have one to six b timing of payments mm -hmm. this basically states that by law you really can't prove a late payment and the bureaus know that. Mm. They know that basically if a sheriff knocks on your door and says sign right here, mm -hmm. is basically how the only way you can prove a late payment. Mm. So once it's six B, timing of payments is a beautiful little law I use for late payments. And then you can make it poof, just go, go away. away. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. So yeah. how do you partner with clients? So if I came to you and said, I've got, here's my report, I wanna bring the score up. What, what specifically do I hand over to you and then what do you task me out to do? So I have a portal for the clients and my affiliates, as you would be. And mm -hmm. in this portal is where 
my mortgage lenders and real estate agents. That's the basis of who I work with. I do work with some insurance agents as well, but real estate and mortgage is my cup of tea mm -hmm. because at the end of the day, if you don't have a good credit score, you can't buy a house. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so the right. clients will do what it takes to up their credit score or remove the derogatory items. Either mm -hmm. one who's both affected. Cause I can have a client who has a 750 score, but a bunch of derogatory, they're going to be dinged as well. Yeah. But with you guys, I have a portal and you guys put in the clients that need, like say you have John Smith, you go mm -hmm. into the portal, you put John Smith in the portal and I get an instant email and then I contact them. Awesome. Mm -hmm. And so what, like what's the best success story and the timing that it takes? Because you got to think about it. I mean, it's, if I want to get a, a loan for a house and my score is 525 right now, you're going to be telling me that you can do certain things to get it into the 600s, into the maybe, you know, a number that's going to get us, get me and my wife alone. So what's, what's the best success story that you've seen out there best that is, story. that has accomplished a big score or an, an opportunity for one of your clients? I have a lot of them to be yeah. honest with you. So my credit score for any of my clients are based on their needs. Mm -hmm. So if the, if the client needs a 580, a 620, a 680 or a 750, whatever they need, that's my goal mm -hmm. in hand. So my best success story is just a lot. Actually, I'm sorry. It's really a lot. Yeah. It comes down to divorce okay. um, people mm -hmm. comes down to single moms. It comes down to even single dads who I deal with. Mm -hmm. Um, it comes down to death of a spouse hmm. for them having, I have, I've had so many different categories of helping and succeeding with the clients need hmm. to get where they need to go. But I guess best success story for me is the other day for, let me give you my week is sure. I removed $48,000 of student loan Holy that was in God. collections. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's crazy. And then other day medical bills, it was like $10,000 of removing medical bills that were in collections mm -hmm. that I just wiped away. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. So I guess I can't pinpoint just one. That's yeah, so hard. You know, well, I, yeah. I connect with so many of them and all of them. I have to tell you, I get surprised when I pull the reports and I'm like, did I just remove that? Yeah. <laughs> Cause you go and you're like, you're like, what? That was like $10,000 and it's just wiped right. away. And there's just so many categories right. of, I guess, success stories of removal of stuff. It's, it seems so magical. You just wave your magic wand and <laughs> you can accomplish it all. Just go yeah. to Megan. She'll yeah. do it all for you. <laughs> So I'm sure everyone's thinking and asking this to themselves. So how, how do you accomplish all this on your own and what, for what fee, for what rate, how do you charge? Is it by, by you succeeding? Is it by hour? Like what, how do you pinpoint if I'm coming to be like, okay, you're telling me you're going to make all this magical stuff happen for me. What am I going to owe you? What it's do not I owe magical. You? It's lost. Okay. But, yes. <laughs> but my time frame with my clients are anywhere from six to 12 months. Mm-hmm. The scenarios I give pretty much all my clients when I talk to them on the phone is take two clients. They have the exact same things reporting on their report. One client's done in six months, the other client's done in 12 months. It's out of my hands essentially because by law, I have to wait 30 days to respond to the three bureaus and mm -hmm. then I give five days for shipping handling. So I can only pull a client's report every 35 days. Mm. So that's why it makes it so timely. Mm. So I always tell clients six to 12 months. Okay. And my price is $99 a month. It doesn't matter if I'm disputing one thing or if I'm disputing a hundred things. That's mm -hmm. just my price. Wow. And that is interesting to at least set those expectations as we're talking six oh, to 12 months very clear. is what it's mm -hmm. going to take because I, I, I believe you. I mean, I know that it's as easy and as quick as it can be for your credit to get dinged. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it does take that much more red tape for you to do your work, to be able to get it up to where it needs to be. 
Oh yeah, it's it, it is a timely only because of the time I have to wait by law. Sure, mm-hmm. right. So I know you have a website. I know you have social media, and you're somewhat new to town, and you're promoting yourself. So where do we go? to contact you because that to me is one of the bigger points of what this conversation is about too. Yeah, I have my main social media is my Facebook. My company is called Hope Restored Credit Repair. Mm -hmm. And this is where I will show exactly what I'm doing. You're going to see what I delete on my Facebook. I'm also going to show my laws that I use to delete that item. Mm -hmm. In most cases, I would even show how much I deleted. Mm -hmm. I'll say same example, Capital One, $10,000 deleted with this law. Mm -hmm. And I try to post as much as I possibly can, but I have my own social media. <laughs> yeah, right. But no, my Facebook is my main category of just to show my work and show everyone what I'm able to do and do for you or your potential clients. I do have a website as well, mm-hmm. hoperestoredcreditrepair.com. Mm-hmm. But yeah. And that's how they're going to contact you. Yep. Right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And especially, I have to find kind of wrap this up by talking about town because Winchester is a cool place and so you you came from the Richmond area and now you're here and your kids are settled in your husband's working how have you found working with some of the partners here in Winchester um to to help your business grow like oh I sorry I love it yeah, yeah. it's it's been pretty amazing I work with so many phenomenal real estate agents and mortgage lenders locally in this Winchester area that mm-hmm. Honestly, it's probably in the hundreds range of like everyone willing nice. to work with me and help send their clients to me, you know, because they go back to them. They're able to help out our community by fixing their credit and buying or, you know, then buying a home in our community. Yep. So it's pretty amazing. Yep. And everyone's just been amazing to work with. Well, and what, <laughs> and what you do is life changing. I mean, yeah. if people don't know what, what their score is until they go to the lender and say, I want to buy a house. And, and he or she is just like, Oh, you got some things here. You got to fix. And it's just overwhelming. So yeah, that's... you're really taking the burden off of somebody who's just not sure what to do. As I like to say, I'm restoring hope back to them. <laughs> Hence the name. I love it. Hence well, the name, but that's exactly um, perfect. But that's true. Most hope time, restored clients, credit repair. Yeah. There you go. Well, Megan, thanks so much for being here. I'm so glad we're able to introduce you to the iconic talk world now. And so people will hunt you down. Well, thank you. I do want to give one more because I have to leave with this. It's one of my favorite laws. Please forgive me. Um, Bankruptcy. Bankruptcy by law does not report on the three bureaus. Okay. So it is considered public records. So bankruptcy, when it's on your three bureaus, please know you or your clients listening that is against the law to report on the three on the three bureaus. Mm. I can go in with my permissible purpose law and get that removed off of your credit report. So you're able to buy that home, get a loan, or whatever you need. Mm-hmm. Just another tip. Thank there you, you go. <laughs> Thank awesome. You for that. Thanks, Megan. Well, thank you so much, Megan. You did an amazing job unpacking the the details of poor credit, how to raise credit. Um, certainly, I learned plenty of things um, throughout the course of our conversation, one of which is that last tip that you gave um, uh, about bankruptcy is is shocking. It's really cool to know that um, if that's something that, that I've been to, through, which I haven't, but if you or any of our listeners have been through, certainly work on getting that removed. And um, that can be a big assistance to raise your score and help down the road. I'm sure there's plenty of other nuggets that I I couldn't have even gotten to. So that's why just the tip of the iceberg there was a conversation to to get you, um, our listeners, to have a better understanding of what she can provide. So definitely track her down. 
go to their go to the website um, that she shared with us and uh, be able to um, get to that loan that you want. Because as we talked about last episode, um, the season is here. You know, when it comes to buying, um, even when it comes to selling, um, I'm really excited about what this coming spring real estate market is going to do. And even right now with snow on the ground and with cold weather, now's the time to buy um, before a bunch of other listings come or um, until those credit, until the, the, the people with the bad creditors are, come, are going to come out of the woodworks and people who are waiting for the low interest rates are coming out of the woodworks and it's going to be um, a crazy season like a couple of years ago. Anyway, well, back to um, Winchester and uh, what it has to offer here in the upcoming weeks to come. I'm excited about this coming weekend. There's always, always something going on at West Oaks. And I, I just can't talk about it every episode, but this one stands out to me. There's a karaoke night that they are having tomorrow night, 6 o'clock. They are doing karaoke every other Friday night from April 20. From Sorry, what am I thinking? It's not April yet. I wish it was. From January through April 26. So check that out. It goes on between 6 and 9 o'clock over there at the West Oaks Kitchen. The bar is open for dinner, drinks all evening. Come have fun, sing a song or two, and enjoy the evening. Get out of the cold weather. Another um, opportunity for this coming weekend is every now and then, you know, Apple Blossom, um, the, the festival puts on things in the off seasons. And um, this weekend is no different where they are putting on an Apple Blossom Casino and Cash Party um, where you have tickets, can show up and uh, go. You can actually call the festival office at 540-662-3863 or email info at thebloom.com where you'll be able to get that information. I'm going to post things, by the way, on um, on the show notes of the podcast as well, so you can have links for that. But that is Saturday, January 20th um, at 5 o'clock at the Millwood Station Banquet Hall. So go to the Apple Blossom Festival um, information, get your tickets in advance. It's going to be a fun night, food, games, prizes, uh, drinks all around. Have It'll be a fun night. $75 per person to get in the door. Another opportunity to get out of the cold weather. Well, next weekend, next weekend, this is a really neat one. I'm excited to, to learn more about this. Museum of the Shenandoah Valley, otherwise known as MSV, is putting on something called a mini con. Okay, you're thinking, what is this? There is an exhibit that they have over there called Marvelocity, the Art of Alex Ross. So they're having a one-day mini-con event at MSV that is free admission to the MSV galleries, and you can see the Marvelocity, Marvelocity exhibition. When you look at the, um, at the promotion, they've got a picture of Spider-Man, and I'm sure there's going to be amazing art over there. Um, they're going to have contests, different vendors, artist alleys, things for all ages. They're actually suggesting costumes are welcome. So that happens on January 27th between 11 and 4. So it's something definitely to check out, especially if you've never been or if you're thinking, okay, admission is too much to get in there. They provide opportunities to get free admission every now and then for the general public. This is one of them, first of the year um, that they're they're putting on. But on January 27th, put that in your calendar, 11 to 4. And then actually, there's for all of you people who are out there looking to get married sometime soon, 
There is a bridal expo happening on Sunday, January 28th from 1 to 4 over at Backseat Events. They have got a a little small um, bridal expo happening over there. It's at 104 Full House Drive, kind of on the north side of town, um, where you can get tickets in advance. Um, They're going to have food. There will be a brunch provided, all kinds of vendors and people who would assist you in planning a wedding. So there's pre-registration if you wanted to that, if you need if you want to be a VIP guest, you can pay for that as well. Um, so Bridal Expo, it will be happening in Winchester in a couple of weeks. Well, that pretty much wraps it up for this episode of Iconic Talk. I really hope you learned something from today's episode. Looking forward to sharing more with you in a couple of weeks. Remember, when you look for a real estate professional, make sure they're experienced, innovative, personal, dedicated, and available. And I always really value you spending your time um, to listen to us on the episode here. So please take a moment. If you haven't yet, um, check that box. that says that you've subscribed um, and that you get the episodes each and every week um, that they get put out and share it with your friends. Let them know that they can find Iconic Talk anywhere you get your podcasts, Apple, Spotify, YouTube. You got it. Thanks to our editor extraordinaire, Simeon Battaglia, and our social media queen, Liv Gordon. Until next time, Iconic. Iconic.